Welcome to our eighth Habit Lab. Number eight. Here we go. I'm Erin Wendauer and this is Pastor John Jennings. If you have missed any of our previous Habit Labs, we want to encourage you to go back and listen to them on YouTube or our podcast platforms. Habit Labs are designed to help us to implement the habits and practices of our daily life to help us to become more, more like, like Jesus, Jesus for, for the, the sake, sake of, of others. others. Yeah, so in these first eight labs, we're actually diving into emotionally healthy spirituality, or we like to call it EHS here at Pure Heart. Yep. And so um, be sure to pick your favorite podcast platform, share it with a friend, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And what are we jumping into? Well, this is the last of this eight-part series that we've been in. So last time we looked at what we called Adulting 101, or in... Uh, EHS, EHS language, growing into an emotionally mature adult. So to finish out this series, we're going to talk about having a rule of life. Right, yeah. A rule of life is really just God's call to us to order our life in such a way that the love of Christ comes first in everything we do. So John, there's this big idea that we teach in the EHS course around this. Kind yeah. of dive in a little bit. Yeah, and here's, here's kind of how we frame it is that the greatest gift that we can give to others is our own life that is fully surrendered to Jesus, where his love flows out of us. So, I mean, I think that we would, we would agree and all of us would agree that our, our families, our, the world that we live in, our workspace, whatever, they desperately need this gift right now because our, our world is just, is just crazy. And I, I've long said that the followers of Jesus have to model something different. And so by us giving our our life, and some people like to say the best version of ourself, um, which, which is okay, but the best gift we can give is our life fully surrendered to Jesus. And that's where his love just, just flows out of us. Yeah. So what do you really mean whenever you say a rule of life? Good question. I think a lot of people get triggered by the word rule because of maybe their religious upbringing, their families of origin, you know, families have, you know, we got rules in this house and I, and I guess that's okay. But when we're talking about it in this sense, this, this idea of rule, it actually comes from an ancient Greek word for trellis. And what a trellis is, it's a, it's a tool that enables a grapevine to get up off the ground and grow upward. So instead of growing down into the ground, it starts to grow up. And when grapevines are able to do that, they become more fruitful, more productive. So in the same way, a rule of life is, is a trellis that helps us to abide in Christ um, and to be more fruitful and, and productive spiritually. So the key is though, Aaron, it's got to be intentional. So when we're talking about a rule of life, there's got to be an intentional, conscious plan for us to keep Christ at the center. Yeah. Well, and this can be so hard. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us watching, listening, you're already thinking to yourself, okay, I am way too busy for that. <laughs> I don't I, need one more thing. I don't have time for <laughs> right. this. And so what would you say to them or maybe what, what advice would you give to them that are already kind of pushing back a little bit at this thought? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's do this. Let's break it down this way. And I think everybody who's watching, listening can relate to this. All of us have routines in our life. We're just, we're creatures of habit, as we like to say. So for me, I get up every morning at 4.30 and 
I know. It's <laughs> not me. <laughs> uh, I'm just wired that way, and it's it's to the point now where I don't even need an alarm anymore. My body clock is so set that I, I get up at 4:30, and I was even thinking about this as we were preparing for the podcast. I I I walk out to my kitchen. I do the same thing every day. I push grind on the coffee beans. I get the coffee pot ready, start brewing the coffee. Then I go back, I, I do a, a quick glance at my phone, which I shouldn't do, but I do it anyway. So I'm just being real, you know? And then as the coffee's brewing, that's when I have my, my daily office and things like that. And then Gwen usually gets up around 4.45 or five. We have our coffee together. That's our morning time. We do the same thing, you know, get, get ready for work, get Charity off to school, get in the car, get dressed, come to work. I'm usually in the office by 6.30, 6.45. And this happens every single day. Wow. So now that's that's the routine. So I would submit to answer your question, people are pushing back on this idea of rule that every person, whether they realize it or not, they have an unconscious rule of developing their spiritual life. And it may look something like this. We go to church on the weekend. We go to small group. We serve in a ministry and maybe we spend 10 to 15 minutes reading scripture or saying a prayer. So yeah. it's already kind of there. Yeah, it's kind of like the average Christian American, you know? <laughs> exactly. So we have to ask ourselves, are we actually growing upward? And is it enough to combat the stuff pushing against us and going on around us? Yeah, I don't think it is, and I'll tell you why. Um, last year, I did a fresh reading of Revelation for the first time in a long time. I had kind of intentionally stayed away from it. Um, did COVID kind of... COVID kind of <laughs> pushed it, you know, because now all of a sudden you got all these conspiracy theories and how does everything fit in with the end time? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a fresh reading of Revelation, but I'm going to put away the commentaries. I'm going to put away the books. I'm, it's just going to be my journal and the Bible. And so here's, here's what I saw as I was reading through Revelation. Um, there's this beast um, Babylon, if you will, as Revelation talks about it. And it, what it's doing is it's pushing back against the people of God all through Revelation. And it's done this from the beginning of time. So, but this beast wants to mark us with a life that's contrary to God. But then we see in Revelation that through Christ the Lamb, we overcome the beast by living a life that's marked by Him. And so, the push of the system around us is such a strong thing, Aaron, that I think if we don't have this anchor of a rule of life that goes further than this American Christian norm that we were just talking about, the, the routine, it's going to be nearly impossible to fight the beast at full strength. We, we need something that's going to anchor us more solid in a more solid way and help us to grow upward. Yeah. Well, we see that in Daniel's life, you know, looking yeah, back true. at how he he lived in actual Babylon and that culture was against God, essentially. And they they didn't recognize the God of Israel, the ways of God. And Daniel was able to not only survive, but he thrived. He did. In that beast of Babylon because <laughs> he had a solid rule of life. And, um, you know, even he, he didn't push away whenever they told him what not to do. Right. And he still did it because he knew God had asked him to do it because he had, it was a habit for him. It was. Praying and, was a habit. And, and what's cool about Daniel is we, we don't have, 
we don't have like massive details on what it was, but I love that part in in where it says that uh, they told they made this decree that for 30 days you can't pray to anybody else um, except the king. And Daniel's like, well, you know, my routine says otherwise. My rule of life says otherwise. And he did as as was his custom and as he had done for for decades. And I I love what you said about thriving and not just surviving. So. So Aaron, what we need in this though is a starting point, okay? And so there's four big categories that we're gonna look at here, big big picture categories. And within these four big categories, there's 12 elements. And we, we don't have time to break down each one, but we're gonna hit them. And we teach them in the EHS course. So Aaron, why don't we start with the four big categories and then we'll, we'll break it down from yeah. there. So we've got prayer, rest, work and activity, and relationships. Yeah, so prayer, let's, let's go this again if you're taking notes, hopefully not while you're driving, <laughs> but prayer, rest, work slash activity and relationships. So um, just before we dive deeper, here's, here's what I did. It, it, I took my journal and I, I drew four boxes in my journal, one for each of these four categories, and then I kind of connected them with this hub with Christ at the center of it. And then I started making my, my rule of life from there. And so what I want everybody to understand that's listening and watching is that this has to be a work in progress. You don't sit down in 30 minutes and map out your whole rule of life and you have it all figured out. It's, it doesn't work that way. And it's gonna adjust, it's gonna shift depending on what season of life you're in. So mm -hmm. I would encourage everybody take this as a slow development of, of what works for you. Yeah, so let's start with the prayer category and kind of break it down. Mm -hmm. um, there's three main elements in this category that we need to build in into our rule of life. So first being scripture, silence and solitude, daily office and prayer time, and studying. Yeah, um, first off, when we talk about scripture, we know that God speaks through his word. We know that. So as part of your rule of life, and we're going to, at some point down the road, we're going we're gonna to do some podcasts, one or more, you know, about scripture and its importance and, and how to build that into uh, our lives at a deeper level. But we've got to get into it. We've got to read, read it, listen to it. If, if you're not a reader, there's audible versions of it, you know, so read it, listen to it on your way to work follow a plan you know we need the word in our lives three years ago in 2018 i started a two-year plan to read through the entire bible again you know some people do it in a year i wanted to do it a little more slowly right now i'm doing a slow burn through the gospels and you version is mm -hmm. they've got dozens and dozens and dozens of Bible reading plans. I mean, yeah. Aaron, are, what are you doing right now for scripture? YouVersion is always a great option and it's fun to do with friends. But for me personally, I, I don't know why I go a little bit old school. I don't really like using my digital Bible to I'm read right the right there Bible. with you. I gotta have it in my hand. And yeah. so I, I don't know. I'm kind of a nerd whenever it comes to that a little bit. I mean, in my generation, I feel like most people, I don't know, like their phone. Anyways, so... And that's okay. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not shaming you if you use your phone. <laughs> but um, so as you, I was thinking through this question, 
it actually made me think through um, where I need to grow because I probably need to be a lot more structured in this area mm. because I realize I like to be flexible in it. Otherwise, I tend to get bored, which sounds really bad because you shouldn't <laughs> get bored with the Bible. But um, <laughs> so I kind of jump around and it, I realize it depends on what my day looks like and like how much time I have set apart. And so yeah. I'll, I'll be able to talk more about in the end of where I need to grow, but I think I need to grow more and just making more time available for it. But if I have more time, I actually have been loving the Elijah Bible study by Priscilla Shire, which I don't want to jump amazing. ahead into Bible yeah. studying, but it gives a huge prompt of uh, scripture to read and a passage to read that's actually pretty in depth. So I love to do that whenever I have more time. But if you have ever done any of her Bible studies, they're very intense. So you have to have a lot of time. Um, and then if not, I always love my, my go-tos. I always go back to Romans um, or to Psalms just for a daily read. Sure. But. Yeah. So scripture, the next one in this big box was silence and solitude, which we've talked a lot about on the podcast. So I don't want to dive too much into it. But what is important here, everybody, is that we have to find a way to clear the noise. That's... Mm -hmm clear find a way to do it and build that in i just want to give one quote from dallas willard for people that struggle with this idea of silence you're not alone silence um, dallas willard said silence is frightening because it strips us as nothing else does throwing us upon the stark realities of our life it reminds us of death which will cut us off from this world and leave only us and god so Silence, man, it's, it, it's critical. And, and I found like right now, I'll just get real personal here. Um, we just sold our house. And we felt like that was the best step for us. But here's the problem. We don't know where we're going. So we're like frantically right now looking for a house, you know. And we're actually, I'm actually at peace with it. Yesterday I was feeling a little bit of anxiety. But then I got up this morning and... You know, at my 4.30 routine, I just sat there in silence for quite a while just to clear the noise. And I can tell you, Aaron, I completely have no anxiety about this. You know, God's going to help us find this, but I ha find the house. But I, I had to find the space to clear the noise Yeah. to do that. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So next we have the daily office, which right. we've talked a lot about. Be sure and go back and listen to other podcasts. Um, but what about study? I think yeah. a lot of people may be intimidated by this. Sure, they don't know how to. Reading the Bible is one thing; studying is 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 something uh, else at a whole new level. And I'm actually in the planning stages of a webinar that I'm going to offer to introduce people how to study the Scripture. So stay tuned for that. Um, let's let's be honest. There, there's no shortage of content that's available for us out there. Uh, you know, on YouTube, blogs. Uh, different mm -hmm. uh, websites and things like that, but we have to remember this about studying. We're not studying for information; we're studying for formation. Yeah, we're wanting so Christ to be formed in our life. Not to know more about God, but to know Him more. Yeah, to know Him more deeply. So, Aaron, what about so this this category, uh, this big category of rest, the second big box that we have here? Yeah. So this includes our Sabbath, which we've talked about previously, mm -hmm. simplicity and removing the distractions from our life, um, play and recreation. So to 
have activities that are actually fun, but still are pure and healthy and yeah. breathe life into us. And so in EHS language, it's your healthy pleasure. Sure. <laughs> so for Ryan and I, we have the same day off. Uh-huh. And so every week it looks a little bit different. Either we're at home enjoying time at home as a family or we're going out and doing something fun when the weather gets nice. We'll go out for a hike or we're, we love to window shop at the mall. We love to go into the mall and walking around, getting our steps in. Nice. <laughs> it's really hot outside. Or going to a new coffee shop or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, healthy pleasure for me. Um, I do a public address uh, for Cactus High School. I do call their football games and volleyball, basketball, different sports. Um, been doing this now for seven years and it's actually, it's such a relief for me. Just, it's, it's, it's a healthy pleasure that I love. Um, I'll play golf, I'll read a book, watch a good show on TV. One of the healthy pleasures for me is just getting in the car and taking a drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find things to do. This is so important, everybody. Find things to do that are gonna fill your tank because if you're constantly giving out and you're not replenishing, you know, it's this old idea, and we've talked about this too, that you can't give what you don't possess. Yeah. So it's allowing God to fill us, and it's part of my rule of life. So what about the, the work activity um, box? Let's, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we've got service and mission, mm-hmm. and then caring for our own physical body. <laughs> yeah, so we have to ask, um, how is God inviting us to serve him at this stage of our journey, wherever we're at? So how can we best use our time, resources, talents, and gifts for others? What passions, what dreams has God placed inside of us? And, you know, as far mm-hmm. as this idea of, of caring for our physical bodies, I mean, let's be honest, Paul said in Romans 12 to present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. I mean, some people try to spiritualize that away, but no, he's talking about our physical body. And he goes further in Corinthians where he talks about our bodies being a temple. It's Mm -hmm. Our bodies are acts of worship before the the Lord, and we have an obligation to steward this. And this this is something that God really, really convicted me of. And I I say this with no... um, no arrogance whatsoever. So if you're listening to this, please hear my heart. A few months ago, I spent three days in the hospital and it was a huge wake up call for me. I was having some, uh, some intestinal issues and, you know, in consultation with the doctors, I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do never to face this again. So I radically changed my, my eating plan. I've lost 25 pounds. It's incredible. Um, you know, I'm back in the gym and starting to really take care of my physical body. Here's what I found out about the gym. The hardest part for me, Aaron, is just getting there. Mm-hmm. Once I get there, I'm fine. But it's just that step of, man, I, 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 I've got to, to do this. So, I mean, I'm curious for you and Ryan, how do you guys navigate um, this, this whole idea of um, this big work activity box, you know, service yeah. mission, care for your, your bodies and whatnot. Yeah. How do you guys deal with that? Well, it definitely changes in seasons. You know, for me personally, I'm, I'm very pregnant right now. So <laughs> it's been very interesting because I, I have to reevaluate, okay, I can't do all the things that I normally do, even just serving at the church, you know, like I can't, I can't be picking up big signs anymore. And like, just so like practical things like that. 
Um, and so I think in every season you have to ask God to instill fresh vision for that season um, to help you give you wisdom on how to actually like roll those things out of, mm. you know, yes, I'm called to serve. I'm called to serve my lead pastors um, being called to ministry. And so what does that actually look like? How can I actually physically do that with my body? What am I able to do? And then on the other side of things with, you know, taking care of our physical bodies, it's so important to be intentional with your health, not just, um, you know, patch up the symptoms, but being... (laughs) (laughs) That's a great phrase, patch up the symptoms. I love that. So I know like when I exercise, I feel better. Whenever I eat better, I feel better. But like that doesn't mean I'm not going to indulge in things, especially being pregnant. Um, I like, yes, there's Absolutely. days where I will eat that Chick-fil-A and then the next meal I'll try to be better or, you know, always having like a healthy balance, I think is a big thing. I think Chick-fil-A is a stewardship issue, <laughs> you know, in a good way. You know, yeah. we should indulge, eat more chicken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Lord's chicken. Yes. Um, but it's necessary to take care of yourself. And, um, I love, I mean, just bringing in scripture of if your body's a temple, Um, If you're not dead, you're not done yet. And so if you're not dead, then be taking care of your body to be being able to be a temple and being able to to be a vessel of the hands and feet of Jesus. You have to be able to physically do it sometimes. That's true. And just as a side note here, if you guys are listening or watching and you're needing this is a total sidebar, but I just feel prompted to say this. If if you're really struggling with this idea of stewarding your physical body we have a full-time pastor on staff, Pastor Todd Chambers. He's our pastor of wellness. And, you know, he would love to help come alongside of you and work with you on nutrition and getting you started and taking care of some, some physical things. So, yeah. you know, physical body issues that you might be facing right now. So keep that in mind and you can contact us and we'll be glad to connect you with, with our wellness department. Yeah. So. Um, finally, this last big box, what's under the, Aaron, what's under the relationships category? So we've got emotional health, family, and community. Okay. So our emotional health um, revolves around things we've done in this course. Knowing ourselves that we might know God. Go back to go forward. Journey through the wall. Dealing honestly with grief and loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. And our family element is really critical in our community life, those that we do life with. And as we like to say, companions for the journey. Uh, Pastor Dan talks to us a lot as a staff about the importance of choosing wisely. Who are you going to do life with? And even in Next Gen, they talk about five friend focus. You know, who Uh are you surrounding yourself with? So yeah, that's that's good. Um, I'd like to hear more about that five friend focus. That sounds really interesting. But One thing I've learned, I'll just drop a small note on this whole relationships piece here. Um, One thing I've learned is that some friends in our life are seasonal. It's, you know, some are lifers, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if you've ever had this happen, Aaron, but you have somebody that comes into your life and they're there and they're helping you and they're spurring you on to grow and and then maybe for whatever reason that relationship ends and i've had situations where i've had seasonal friends and i've tried to keep that going and it's just never never worked you know one quick example 
Um, I worked at a small church. Uh, I'm sorry. I worked at a large church in Bakersfield, California, and I became really good friends with the associate pastor at that time. We, we were really close. We hung out just about every day. And, and then when we moved back to Phoenix, that relationship kind of ended, you know, mm -hmm. and we, this was back before we had cell phones and texting and things like that. So we weren't really able to stay in contact. And over time we drifted apart and I would see him occasionally and it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And I felt bad about that at first, but then God really showed me, you know, that was for that season in your life. And so again, I'm hearing this theme all through this podcast today, Aaron, that we've really got to know the season that we're in. And that's why your rule of life has to be something that just develops over time and it shifts and changes Yeah. Um, in accordance with that. So yeah. So how do we get started? On, on the rule of life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess we gotta, we can't just give categories, we gotta help people get started. All right, so um, again, these, I think we said three, we kind of combined stuff. There's actually four big categories, prayer, rest, work and activity are together, and then relationships. Okay, so we start again with those big four boxes, and then, as we've mentioned, discern. Where are you in life right now? What are your family dynamics, your work um, responsibilities? Um, what, what are the things in life that are pulling you? So there may be one or two categories that outweigh the other. So you may need to, in this season, lean in more into, okay, I, I need to build some prayer things and those categories underneath it, build that into my rule of life. Or maybe you've got some of those things already in place, but yeah, I, I need to lean more into the rest. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you you got to know the, the season, and that's why keeping this rule of life written down someplace that's easy access for you is so important so you can easily get to it. Yeah, that's good. Well, and it sounds like it's just going to constantly change just with the seasons. It and will. even for myself, like as we were preparing for this, I was kind of reevaluating things myself. And um, I, I mentioned it earlier, I realized like my, <laughs> my scripture is not like I, I need to set time aside when I think part of it is I'm in a crazy season. Like I, our family's growing to be a family of four. Yeah, and you're and getting ready to move, we're right? We're moving yeah. all in the same month. So <laughs> I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. But it challenged me. And so I think just ultimately we want to encourage you guys to take some time to truly reflect and evaluate um, and think through this rule of life for yourself and um, kind of set set the standard for what you want this next season, especially going into a new school year for your kids yeah. or um, for you yourself if you're in school um, or just in work um, in the fall season. So I think it's a, a great time to be having this podcast um, and finishing this up. It so, is. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, John, for um, just sharing some amazing insight on all of this and especially closing up with our Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Habit Labs. Um, you teach this class. We actually have, a, have it coming up right. um, this fall. And so if you want to hear more about that or want to learn how to get involved in that, please check it out on the Pure Heart website, on the mm -hmm. event calendar. You'll be able to find it right there. I think registration's open. Yeah, I believe registration's still open right now. And, and the it, relationships course, mm -hmm. too. We're offering both of those this fall. Yeah, so, so that starts in yeah. September. So we're in August right now. So this next month, it'll be jumping off. But yeah, so John, will you pray us out and close us to. out from this EHS series? Yeah, for sure. So God, thanks so much for 
just blessing us with this opportunity to do these podcasts, these habit labs, and uh, I, I'm grateful for these these first eight weeks. And I pray that they have spoken into the lives of uh, those who are watching and listening. Would you, God, challenge us by your Holy Spirit in the areas that we need to grow in? Mm -hmm. Would you show us on a rule of life where we want, we want to grow up in you, we want to be fruitful, we want to give the world the gift of our lives rightly uh, in alignment with you. So would you show us which of these areas that we need to grow in first, get us started on this road to a rule of life so that we can truly be a blessing to those around us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us. So stay tuned, and we're going to be moving into some new things with the Habit Labs. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Bye.